We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. We're post bye week. It's back to football for the Packers as they'll be taking on the Chicago Bears from Lambeau Field on Sunday Night Football. We thank you for joining us today. My name is Mike Wellen. I'm joined by Mark Echo and Gage Bridgeford again this week. And guys, the Packers are getting healthier. It's Bears week, and it's a great way to get out of the bye week. Yeah, although I'm not sure about that healthier thing, Mike. Uh, the Packers are the only team in the, that I know that goes into a bye week and then loses another guy. Randall Cobb's out now. I mean, they lost a the guy during a bye week. And and no, I don't think any of the guys that we hoped were coming back, well, they're on their way, but I don't think any of them are going to play tonight. So, it's it's it's, a, it's been a this this injury season just won't stop. It's it, it's amazing. Yeah, but you had a I know it was Rap, uh, Ian Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and he said that Green Bay might be the only team in the league that is going to be healthier in December than they were in October and November. And I oh. and I I believe him. I mean, even like well, unless, still losing guys unless three today. guys get hurt tonight. I mean, I, when's it going to stop? I mean, it's, it's easy. It's like Ian Rappaport can go on and say that, but they're going to play football. And guys, and it seems like the Packers get a guy hurt every week. But I mean, every week every, somebody gets hurt. That's every it's team insane. at this point. That's how the game oh, works. Not like that. I mean, you, well, I know, look at Baltimore. You can't say they're going to be healthier in December. Okay. But, they're, yeah, they're banged up as well. Like Baltimore, they had to go for two saying, in their game against Pittsburgh last week because John Harbaugh, Harbaugh openly said, we had no corners. And I, I would have done that anyway. I thought that was a great move. If, if it, I mean, and, and the play would have worked if, if it's either a little bit of a, of a better pass or he extended himself a little more. I'm just saying it's easy for anybody to come on and say the Packers are going to be healthy. Well, you don't know that. I mean, I, did you think David Bakhtiari wasn't going to still wasn't going to be playing and in, in this by now? No, I didn't. I thought there was rumors he could, he might play opening day back in July. Where oh, he might be ready by opening day. Opening day is. <laughs> It's week fourteen. He hasn't. He has. He's not practicing. Yeah, but I uh, think that, that opening day was always a little aggressive. Like that would be like seven months removed or eight right. months removed from a surgery, right. and it typically takes ten to twelve. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's still in the window. As long as he's back before the end of December, he's on. He's still within schedule. He's not practicing. He is. That's not good. <laughs> I don't think any of these guys are going to play. 
Alexander, maybe. I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bakhtiari does not play this season. I really would. I, I Myers, think, I think. Did did Josh Myers pass away and, and no one told us? Because I mean, they don't even talk about him anymore. No, uh, they actually did talk about him earlier this week when um, LaFleur was asked. He said that Myers is not returning to practice this week, but everybody else was. Uh, the other three big names, uh, Z, Debach, and Jair, were all uh, – around the facility more, but Myers was the the one not closest to, or right. they fought yeah, exactly. So he, I don't think we're going to see him again this year. It's, it's uh, people keep hoping they're coming back. When I see him in a game, then I'll believe it. Cause I, and so, and now, now Cobb's probably, I'm not sure Cobb's going to play again this year. No, uh, Cobb sounds like it's the same thing that Lazard had last year. That was mm-hmm. seven weeks. So we're probably divisional around. He's not going to play the rest of the regular season. Nope. Cobb, and Cobb older than than Lazard, which maybe takes a little longer to heal when you're a little older. Potentially, yeah. I, th- I do think if they said he, he probably. I think they said he had surgery during the bye week, which would yes. which would help to get it done early, and then we'll we'll have to see how he recovers. He'll, he's going to go on IR, and then we'll go from there. But I'm starting to think with with some of these guys, with Jair now practicing, and the window's open for him to come off IR. I'm starting to think that Cleveland game on Christmas Day might be the comeback game for him and maybe Bakhtiari. You know, I'm an inherently negative person, but I, Mark, I gotta, I gotta know what, what's going on, man. You have, you, you are just convinced every player that's hurt on Green Bay is just done for, for good. Because I haven't seen any of them come back. I'm the realist. I've been, I've been told every week David Bakhtiari is going to play this week. He's but I mean, with him having a cleanup surgery, it makes sense that it's going to take longer. Well, yeah, I don't think he's going to play. That's just my opinion. That's I've seen guys get hurt. And they don't, and they, and don't believe what you read. I, I've learned that too. Don't believe everything you read and everything you hear. When he comes back, I'll say great. But until I see it, I don't see it. I don't, I mean, I've never seen a year like this with the Pat, with, with any team. I mean, yeah, Baltimore's losing players. They're not losing the best tackle in the game, the best guard in the game, um, you know, the best, arguably the best corner in the game. No. I mean, they did lose players. Ronnie Stanley. Not, just- a top ten tackle, and then Marlon Humphrey was a top five corner. So like they, I'm not sure if Humphrey's top five. That's I, I, okay. Like real quick, like yeah. Jair, uh, I don't Trey, know this. I Trey don't White, know. Ramsey, Ramsey. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't. He's top ten. I don't think. I don't, anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> and they and they just lost this week. He played thirteen games for him, right? I mean, back you already had, you know. Alexander played what three games when he before he got hurt. Yeah, it was a Pittsburgh game. You know, these are year long things. These, are, I mean, it's just I've never seen a team lose the quality of players the Packers have lost for this length of time. I've just never seen it. I've seen a lot of injured teams, but not like this. And I mean, I think we, the Packers have to have the mindset of this is what we have. We can't if, if they come back, great. But stop, stop hoping, and just get on with the fact that. You got great. You got. You made some great decisions in signing Rosal Douglas and in drafting Eric Stokes because thank God they did both of those things, or they or they wouldn't have any cornerbacks. Um, you know, thank God that Neiman has come out of nowhere to be a pretty good left tackle. Um, thank God they drafted Royce Newman because, and they kept Lucas Patrick and didn't cut him like everybody wanted him wanted him to be cut during the during the you know preseason. So. This is this is the Packer team. I don't. Again, I would love to see all those guys come back, but I'm not keeping. I'm not. You know, I'm trying to be a realist. That's fair. So let's let's jump into this matchup with the Bears. Uh, 
the Bears' defensive line is what I'm interested in the most about to hear what your guys' thoughts are, because with Hicks and Edwards both questionable and Marsh out, uh, and with a weather a weather game that's going to be still fairly chilly, this could be a game ripe for the Packers' running game to have another monster performance. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Green Bay's uh, running backs could absolutely feast in this matchup. I think that Green Bay did well to run against this team last year. With I mean, with Khalil Mack out, you already mentioned Hicks and Mari Edwards, both questionable. Cassius Marsh at linebacker out. This Baltimore or this this Chicago defense is just beat up right now at every level, and that's that's been the strength that that has carried them over the last few seasons. And we saw last year the the Chicago team just wasn't quite as good because Hicks was out a lot of the year and they just didn't couldn't quite punch well enough to make up for the offensive shortcomings and we're seeing it this year that they're like with all the struggles that the offense has had because they've had uh Justin Fields and uh Allen Robinson have been hurt a lot this year David Montgomery he's he's dealing with three different injuries this week he's going to play but he's dealing with three different injuries and he's missed time they're just they're just hurt all over the place and it's going to make it really tough on Chicago, especially if Green Bay is able to get an early lead. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones can have a humongous game here and just run all over the Chicago defense because outside of like Roquan Smith, there's there's not a ton of uh, big thumpers that are going to enjoy making having to make a decision on whether or not they want to tackle A.J. Dillon. Yeah, I agree 100% with you there. I, I think this is an A.J. Dillon kind of game. Just pound them away. You know, punish that Bears defense, and then by the by the third by the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, and, you know, assuming the Packers have the lead, like you said, Gage, then you just pound them more. They're not the Bears are just going to want to go home. So yeah, I I could see like and Jones will and Jones will do his damage. Jones has had success against the Bears in the past, if I'm not mistaken. He, I can see a big running game, and of course, when you run that well. It opens up play action, bang, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams for a big game, MVS maybe gets loose deep. So, it could, you know, the, the run game could really open up everything and, and lead to what, what we hope is an easy Packer win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, 
deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. In hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, folks, just letting you know, a quick program update. Mike, his internet cut out in the uh, middle of our last segment there, so he and he is out for the remainder of the podcast, so Mark and I are going to have to continue as well. So the injuries are not isolated to just Packer players. Uh, yeah, They're really? outlying Packer podcasters. My, er, Mike is out for the remainder of the game with a internet issue. Uh, he will be back next week. Mark, Mark so the Green well, Bay defense. Questionable. It's questionable next week, but we'll yeah. see. I th- yeah, I mean, it depends on the. I'm, I'm going to listen to this question. With the de- with the defense going on here for Green Bay, their defense has been playing well all year despite injuries yeah. all over the place. But they look mm-hmm. like they're going to be relatively healthy this week. Yeah, they still don't have Z. They still don't have Jair, but Kevin King's a full participant practice this week. Devondre Campbell is limited on Friday with an illness. He's questionable, yeah. but I think he's going to suit up as well. Is there anything that this Bears defense can do, or this Bears offense can do that really scares you? No, not, not real. I mean, the Bears have been bad. Um, it's the Bears, and they'll be fired up, obviously, because it's the you know it's the rivalry. But I think the key. I mean, Fields is going to start a quarterback, which is probably a good thing for the Packers to see a quarterback that'll run around a little bit. You got to admit, it'll be like a it's like playing the JV game before they see the Ravens and Lamar Jackson next week. So you know, he's got to um, get a get a quarter get him used to seeing a quarterback running around as, as opposed to Andy Dalton, who's would basically just be a pocket guy. Um, I mean, the Bears. I don't. I mean, like you said, Montgomery, who by the way, as I, I think we we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, he's the last running back to gain a hundred yards against the Packers. He, he did it middle of last year, so that's that, that's a pretty good streak they have going. And he's you know he's a he's a pretty good back, but he's been like you said he's been banged up, so I can't be real real fearful of him. Um, so I, I mean, if the Packers defense plays it, it's a game. You know, and thinking back was big. I'm, I'm really happy about that. I mean, he had COVID. Uh, that's why it was. He, the, fortunately, it came during the bye week because he probably wouldn't have been able to. I'm sure he, he would not have been able to play last week had there been a game. So um, yeah, he'll be back out there. Um, now, King, you mentioned Kevin King's back. Now, where where do you think it? How how would you do that? How would you align the secondary this week? Well, so I'm putting. Douglas and Stokes out there, and then Sullivan is probably going in the slot. So yeah, King's probably not finding. King's probably rotate not finding, him in a little bit. Yeah, I think I'd give him some snaps here and there. Uh, maybe if one of those other two guys struggles or something. But I, and honestly, what I might do is I might occasionally break him out in the cover the tight end role, just from the pure oh, like he okay. has size, and yeah. against like a guy like a Cole Komet or a Jimmy Graham, I think that. King, I think that King is athletic enough to stick with those guys, and he's like obviously he's a corner, so he's not the he's not going to match up as well as maybe a linebacker might in terms of pure phys- like pure strength. But he at least has the size to match up with those two. And Justin Fields has looked for both Komet and Jimmy Graham down around the red zone, and they're good chain mover guys. 
Jimmy Graham's not the athlete that he was back in New Orleans. He's Cole Komet still hasn't quite broken out yet after a couple after a little bit of hype uh, coming into the year. But he they're both still they're both still passable players, and they they give they give the defense something to pay attention to because you can't just completely ignore them. They can make plays when they are given opportunities to do so. So maybe that's how you put Kevin King out there is if the Bears try and spread the field somehow with their with their tight ends, maybe you put Kevin King out there so that way you don't have to deploy safety into those sections. You take another linebacker off the right. field and have King, King come in there, kind of the uh, the dime the dime uh, corner role, maybe. I was going to say, I like that. I was, yeah, I mean, that's not a bad idea at all because, like you said, he has the size to – he's fast. He's, you know, he's lost a little bit in speed through all the injuries he's had, but he's still more than fast enough to cover either the tight ends. And he has better size than – any of your safeties would, you know. Yeah, I like that. I, I don't mind that at all. That might be a good role for him, going not just this week, but going forward. Yeah, because I mean, and I mean, looking towards next week especially is is another way of like Mark Andrews does a lot of work for that Baltimore for that mm-hmm. Baltimore offense. And if you can put your corners at your like Rasul Douglas and Stokes and maybe Jair if he's back or Chan Sullivan or whoever out on your wide receivers, and you can say, hey, Kevin, we're going to give you a guy that's not quite as shifty, not quite as fast as those other wide receivers there where you have a little bit of speed issues with their change of direction. You can have a guy in Mark Andrews or Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham this week to really just kind of serve in that just floating like corner defensive back role where you're just like, you know what, we're just going to put you on a guy that you can have a good matchup against because you have the size to manage them. And so I think that's kind of where King could be good because we've seen King struggle with guys who have good change of direction and have good speed. And there are, so there are some good tight ends that green Bay is going to have to deal with come playoff time. Uh, Just looking around the NFC, you have obviously Gronk down in Tampa Bay. You have Zach Ertz over in Arizona. Tyler Higby for the Rams has made some noise this year. The Cowboys have Dalton Schultz. And I mean, there's, there's plenty of other guys that have been making a little bit of noise that uh, like Logan Thomas and Ricky Seals Jones out in Washington, Dallas Goder in in Philly just had a huge game last week. And that guy in San Francisco is not bad either. Yeah, but I wasn't really. I was trying to look for like teams that I think might make the playoffs. And oh, I, I think they're gonna make it. Yeah, I think. Oh, I, think I, I think it'll be close. Really? But it, but you're you're right. George Kittle's not bad either. I was I was looking exactly. at like the top teams in the in the conference. But yes, George Kittle is absolutely well, I mean, one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. Um, and he is the straw that stirs the drink out there. He's also dealt with some injuries this year too, which right. has really impacted them. But yeah, so I think that's how you get Kevin King out there to get him on the field, to get him a, uh, just get him some snaps, let him get back into the rotation, really get him some, cause I also think it could be a confidence builder game. Like if he goes out and has a good game against these guys, maybe he starts playing with a little more confidence and we see, uh, we see the Kevin King that we saw at the beginning, I believe it was last season when, it was either last season or the season before when he was really rolling. He was, yeah, I think it was those two years where he had like picks yeah. like two or, two or three weeks yeah. in a row. Game sealer against Minnesota in the end zone. Yeah, so maybe that's Kevin King, the whole thing with Kevin King, Kevin King's whole, it's, 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 it's been his whole career. When he's healthy, he's a very, I'm not going to say he's a one, but he's a, he's a decent number two corner. When he's healthy, he's fine. It's the fact that he just can't stay healthy. He's, you know, and he, and then he gets hurt and he, and I'll give him credit for this. Sometimes he plays hurt, which is a credit to him, but he doesn't play well when he plays hurt. He was not healthy last year against Tampa Bay. I don't care what anybody says. He was not healthy. He, he got it and he, and he, and it, and it showed in his play. 
Um, I mean, like even this, you know, this year he missed six games all, already, you know, and he's just, it's been his, the one year he he was relatively healthy was the year you're talking about two, two years ago. He played 15 out of 16 games and had a, had a very good season. That's the Kevin King that the Packers drafted with the first pick of the second round. I mean, that's the guy they wanted. They, you know, all these injuries has, has just kind of, it, you know, it's timing them in, in, in a lot of ways. But also, if using him in, in that role both tonight and especially next week would also allow them to use either a linebacker or a safety, you know, to spy field if they want to do that. And definitely next week to spy Lamar Jackson because I think you have to do that against them, against the Ravens. I think you need a spy on, on the quarterback. I think you do, but I also think that the way that you can beat this Ravens team – is by sending a if you can send a lot of pressure at Baltimore, oh, sure. and then the key and you got to make but you got to maintain rush lanes integrity rush right. integrity. That's the that's the big thing this year that has really given Baltimore fits. They because they just like Green Bay have dealt with a ton. Of, I know we talked about this a little bit uh, in the podcast before Mike uh, lost his internet. Where Baltimore's dealt with a lot of injuries on their offensive line. They had Marshall Yonda has retired. They had Ronnie Stanley's been hurt basically the entire season. Alejandro Villanueva has struggled at tackle. He's just not nearly as nimble as he used to be. Their Bradley Bozeman, I believe it is, uh, at guard has dealt with injuries all year. They're just, they are struggling to pick up blitzes and pick up pressure. And that is making Lamar not able to process in the pocket. And he's just not a quick enough processor yet at this stage of his career. And Justin Fields is going to deal with that same thing this week. This Bears offensive line has been a tremendous just deficiency, like just, and in, like, this is why Ryan Pace is bad at his job, is what this offensive line is right now. You release both of your starting tackles. You have guards like, just falling apart everywhere. You have no centers. You have no depth. You're starting backups all over the, all, like, all across the line here. And you now have a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields, who's not a very quick processor, but also likes to stand in the pocket and take hits. Yet this is a recipe for disaster for the young guy. And as long as Green Bay is able to not get beat on the ground by him, I think that Justin Fields is going to have a terrible, terrible game back there. Yeah, they got to get after him. And, and like I said, Kenny, this should be a big game. Like we had said earlier, I expect, the, you know, we, we both expect big games out of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I expect, a, I, I expect Kenny Clark, who's been playing well week after week, I expect a big game from Kenny Clark just, you know, killing that interior of the Bears offensive line and then, you know, also making things – easier for the edge guys, Gary and, and, and Preston Smith, you know, to come in and, and, and clean it up or, yeah, I mean, there's a reason and, and we'll get into this. This is a good, you know, there's a reason that the line on this game is 12 and a half. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into that line a little bit. Let's get in here, get lines done, get some predictions and get out of here and let the folks get on with their Sunday game day. So looking at the lines from this week, we're going to use the Circa lines just because Circa's got, is a really good book. Green Bay started out as a 13 point favorite a week ago. Uh, as of, as of our recording on Saturday afternoon, it's at 12 and a half, which is exactly where it stayed since 10, 10 p.m. on December 5th. So last week, Sunday, it has stayed at 12 and a half on the Circa. It's moved around a little bit on other books. At one point, it was 11 and a half on DraftKings and moved around a little bit here and there, but it's like 12 and a half and that's where it's holding right now. And Green Bay is a minus 750 favorite on the money line right now. Wow. So. In order, so basically, for those that don't know betting terms, that means in order to win a hundred dollars, you have to bet seven hundred and fifty dollars on Green Bay's money line. 
And the total has actually, the total has dropped significantly. It has moved from 44 and a half. It was 45 some spots, but it was 44 and a half down to 42. As, uh, 42 and a half is as low as I got at one point right now. It's at 43, uh, with Green Bay being a still, like I said, hefty favorite. What, uh, Mark, what are you, what are you seeing here with how much this line is not really moved a ton, but it's still a humongous line. It's a good line. I mean, I, if it was any lower, I think the you would have a ton of money on the Packers. Um, you can't go much higher, I don't think. But I kind of, I mean, I, I would expect I'm 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 going to take the Packers to cover. I think they'll win by two touchdowns at least. That the over coming down is is it is the I don't know how do you explain that one to me? What do you what do you think's going on there? What, what do you think the Bears the offense is just fallen? bad. Yeah, but they knew it was bad when it came when the line came out. Like they don't have. Yeah, but I mean, it's, but it's only but it's only come down a point and a half, which isn't mm-hmm. huge. Like the like the circa, which is the book I'm using here, it's forty four and mm-hmm. a half is what it opened at. It's it's down to forty three now, which isn't that's not oh, like okay. hum, a humongous drop, but it's just the Bears offense. The Bears offense is bad, and they've also got you've also gotten a little bit of money on Chicago to cover. And most people are probably thinking that Chicago's going to cover, but they're not going to win the game outright. And if they do cover, right. it's going to be a really low scoring game, like just. Green Bay grinds the clock out with the run game, that sort of thing. That's probably what it's getting at is Green Bay is going to dominate the game so heavily on the ground. It's not going to be a ton of explosive plays. It's not going to really be a shootout. Uh, like the implied team totals here is, I believe, Green Bay by, I think it's like Green Bay like 26 and then Chicago like, like 14 or something like 28 and 16, right. something like that. Some in that, some in that range. But so yeah, Green Bay is just expected to dominate and keep the game low scoring because they're just, they're they're just going to dom- dominate all game long, and that's kind of where the total comes down at. I'm I think it does go under because I just think the Chicago offense. I've watched it a lot this year. They don't do anything that impresses me. They just got stomped out last week by Arizona. Arizona. Gr- Green Bay has yet to lose as a double digit favorite under Matt Lafleur. Under Matt Lafleur, they are undefeated when they are favored by I believe it's by double digits is the stat, because I remember them talking about that earlier this year when playing against Detroit, because everyone's like, ooh, this could be the the Green Bay letdown spot where they get beat. Nope, didn't happen. Green Bay covered, in fact. Uh, so in this matchup... They cover, have, have they covered every time they've been in a double-digit favorite as well? Or just one? No. No, they've they've only... They've only they've won every time they've been a double-digit favorite, okay. but they have not covered not every covered. time they've been a double-digit okay. favorite. But yeah, Green Bay is undefeated as a double-digit favorite. I am going to stick with Green Bay remaining undefeated as a double-digit favorite. I don't think they cover though because I'm kind of leaning no. with the with the books here, where I just think it's a a game where it's kind of low scoring and it's the classic. Oh man, Green Bay only beat Chicago by like ten. Yeah, that game must have been close, but it wasn't actually that close type of thing. I think I think Green Bay wins. 23 to 13, somewhere in that range. I think that maybe Chicago is able to get like a big play or two that gets them in the field goal range a couple times. I don't think weather's going to be a humongous factor in this game. We were talking a little bit before the podcast got started here that the snow is expected to be, any snow that's expected to be in Green Bay is expected to be taken out relatively easily. So I'm not really worried about weather. And I just think this Green Bay team is just, is really good. And I know that Putting up 23 points against a bad Chicago team sounds like I think that they're struggling or whatever, but it, I I don't think that at all. I just I see a Chicago team that's not very good, and I see a Green Bay team that is concerned about one thing every single week, and that's winning the game. They don't care how they do it; they'll win the they'll win by throwing, they'll win by running. They just care about winning, and I think that that's what they're going to do here. So that's where I came out 23 to 13. I got it. I'm I'm a little a little higher, but not much. Um, 
I think enough to cover. I'm going to go 28-14, and I don't know if the Packers will get a late cover touchdown or if they'll uh, – just. I just think they cruise. I think they, they jump out early, and like I said, in the second – by the middle of the third quarter, the Bears are just going to want to go home, and they're not going to want to deal with A.J. Dillon coming at them. Uh, like that defense, like you said, is a little banged up. So I think I think the Packers can put up four touchdowns in this game. That's so here's a twenty-eight. I, I wanted to say like twenty-eight to ten, but I'll give I'll be a little nicer and say twenty-eight fourteen, which puts it just slightly under, I guess. Yeah, I just think it's a classic rivalry game thing where it's like, oh man, yeah, Green Bay's going to blow them out, but it's rivalry teams, divisional games Sometimes, always yeah. always get at each other. They are always closer than you think they're going to be. And that's kind of where I'm like, you know, yeah, Green Bay could easily put up 35 and blow them out and just not even be close. But at the same time, it's a divisional game. It's always a little, always a little, fr- always a little frisky between the two sides. Uh, Green Bay won 24 to 14 in the first matchup. So Chicago did score two touchdowns there. They, and Green Bay scored three touchdowns and a field goal. So, all right. Well, Mark, let's get out of here. Let the people know what you're working right. on. Oh, I'll be, um, I have a story up right after. I have a story up now on Packer Report um, about the what it, how the Packers can get the top seed and just how important is it to to get that top seed? Is it important? Um, you know, their history and of being a top seed is not good, uh, but how you know then how they've done in Arizona and in Dallas and in uh, Tampa. You don't want to go to Tampa. I'll give you a hint. You don't. Packers don't want to go to Tampa. Um, and then uh, right after the game, I'll be up late Sunday night. As soon as the game ends, I'll be putting up a, my incident analysis um, of hopefully a Packer win over the Bears. And you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for NFL. Still doing work with Rotoballer and Dynasty Nerds. Uh, actually, as of this morning, I should have my running back start sit of the week column up over at Dynasty Nerds. Normally, I try and get that out earlier in the week, but just due to injuries and other things, I've just been unable to do so but that is up this morning uh you can and also i'm still answering all fantasy football start sick questions and otherwise on sunday mornings on my twitter and Den, uh, denver nuggets coverage over at denver stiffs but that is all so everybody uh oh and also i wanted to quick mention before we got out of here uh thoughts and uh thoughts and prayers go out to those in the midwest and other areas that have been affected by uh, that were affected by the tornadoes on Friday evening. Um, just thoughts up to them and their families and loved ones. Uh, but uh, we'll be thinking about you here on the Pack-A-Day podcast. But everybody stay warm, stay safe. Always carry the G and go Pack Go.